We, we sing sometime, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. And I think down in our hearts, uh, we want everybody to go to heaven. But everybody is not going to heaven. There is certain uh, conditions that has to be met, and there's certain preparations that has to be made uh, in order for us to make it over there. But uh, when we do get there, everybody will be happy over there. I ask the saints of God to pray that the Word of God may have free course. Now, we want to remember it is no more I that do it, but Christ that liveth within us. And we'll look into God, the author and finisher of our faith. And I just feel like if we put our trust in the Lord, whatever we need here, the Lord is able to give it to us. But there, as I said, certain conditions that must be met in order for us to make it from this earth to a home in heaven. Uh, There is a a reason why we have to have salvation. There's a reason why people are lost. There's a reason why they find themselves with a nature that when I would do good, evil is present. And how to perform that which is good, I find not. And unless people get cured of the cause, they'll continue to have the uh, fruits of it. They they have to get uh, cured of the cause. So uh, we want to talk a little bit tonight about what it takes to obtain salvation. What does salvation uh, consist of? And what does it do to a fellow? In the first chapter of Romans, just before I get in right into the lesson, Paul says, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. He felt that he had something that he should say to the Greeks, some say to the barbarians, some to the wise, and some to the unwise. So he must have preached a pretty general sermon. So I like to talk to the wise and the unwise. I like to talk to saints and sinners about what it takes to obtain salvation. We have many different faiths and beliefs in our land and country today. But we've got a love in our hearts for humanity. I think when we go from place to place and move from one town to another, build tabernacles and churches and we're going out to the everlasting gospel uh, that'll never call retreat. And we hear people say, uh, I was way off down there uh, and a band of holy people come by our way singing with all their might. And, and I gave my heart to Jesus uh, and enlisted in the fight. Uh, and then we, in our town, we go out in the country, you know, and uh, we look for a country meeting. We try to find a, a place to put a tent tabernacle, schoolhouse, anything we can find. And I think about the sincerity of our people and the the love that we have for humanity and the, the love that God had 
for the world when he looked over the world and he says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life so God must have loved us and so sanctified people have got a little of that love on the inside that makes them want to tell lost humanity and uh, you know uh, we have to be led by the Spirit of God. Now, all that we know about salvation, about the fall, about the redemption, all we know about God's plan is contained in the lids of the Bible. There is no other book you can study. There is no other source you can go to for information other than the Word of God. It is the only inspired book on record today. There's a lot of books been uh, written about the book, but it is man's idea. But he, Paul says, but I certify you, the gospel which I preached unto you was not after man, and I neither did I receive it of man, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the way we get a hold of it is by the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he says, all scripture. That takes both lids of the Bible, don't it? From one end to the other. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. I know it's a give by inspiration. I feel the inspiring of it when I'm reading it. And he begins to feed my soul. And I begin to get in touch with God. And the tears begin to run. And I begin to talk to God. It is an inspired book. Yes, it is. That's right. It's inspired. It's the book of life. It's the words of eternal life. So as much as in me is... I am ready to preach the gospel to you. So just whatever is in me is, is what you're going to get tonight. And what in me is, is this good old time religion. Nothing newfangled, no decorations on it, but just plain old holiness or hell. Follow peace with all men and a holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Well, the next question is, how do we get holiness? How do we get a holiness? People don't get holiness when they get their sins forgiven. When you get your sins forgiven, you're not a child of God. You don't have no salvation. All right, Brother Joseph, prove your point. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and a belief in the truth. So we are not saved and sanctified. When we get the first work of grace, we have repentance. We have our sins forgiven, which is something that is just as essential as sanctification. There's no way in the world you can get sanctified without getting your sins forgiven. 
Not a way in the world. There's a little scripture that I'd like to call your attention to. And uh, in, I believe it's in Second, uh, Second Corinthians. Uh, but no, it's in the 10th chapter of Acts, Cornelius. Uh, Peter was, went up on the housetop to pray. And he said, send to Joppa for one Simon who dwelleth by, a, by the seaside, by a tanner, with a tanner there, and send for him, and he'll tell thee words. Now, wait a minute. Cornelius was a just man. And one that feared God and prayed to God always. And he says, your prayers have heard and have come up for memorial. He was a good man. He loved the people of God. He built him a city God. He, was a, he loved the people of God. But send for Peter, who's going to tell you words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. He wasn't saved, was he? No. Not until he sent for Peter. He had the first work of grace. He was a just man. He's living in a forgiven state already there for the second work of grace. That's, it takes good old time salvation. Now sanctification has never lost its power. What it did for the apostle Paul when he changed him from Saul of Tarsus to Paul the Apostle, what it did for Joseph Cleland, you people that knew him before he found God, he can do for anybody. Now let me tell you, when we come to God, we begin to repent. I'm talking about how, why we don't believe in worldliness in our church. We just don't believe sanctification and worldliness goes along together. Uh, we were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And uh, uh, you know what they told him Jews over there? Uh, if Abraham was your father, you'd do the works of Abraham. He says you're of your father, the devil. So, uh, and whatever he said do, that's what we did. But the first thing he said, let the wicked forsake his way. Right. Right. And the unrighteous man is so. Right. And let him be turned unto the Lord thy God. Yeah. And he'll have mercy upon him. For he will abundantly pardon. If you want to get your sins forgiven, you've got to quit the world from start to finish. The love for it, the nature that desires it, is gone when you get sanctified. Then you can return and discern between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. There's a difference in the people of God. The man that was in the tombs, God got a hold of him, they found him clothed and in his right mind. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. 
and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we have to be crucified with Christ. In the last chapter of Galatians, Paul says, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. So when you get it crucified, the world, then you don't have a love for it. And you know what? It's a satisfying portion. It's a satisfying portion. When I came to the Lord, I repented with all of my heart. And you know, a lot of times people don't think there's anything much to do to get sanctified. Sometimes you look at them before they claim to be sanctified. You look at them afterwards, you just can't tell too much difference. But there's, there's supposed to be more difference than just a little lipstick or smoking cigarettes. There should be just a little bit more different. So uh, when we get a hold, when we begin uh, born of God, we get the mind of God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we need the mind of Christ. So we'll think like he thinks. And when we begin to think like he thinks, then we'll have the kind of an affection. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with its affections and lust. That's what's crucified. The thing we love with. Therefore, he can say, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's what he said. Now let me read some over here. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So we want to be uh, pray you in Christ's stead to be reconciled to God. He hath given us the ministry of reconciliation, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Christ, for it is a power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. What did he say to Paul when he struck him down? says, Rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness of the things which I have appeared unto thee and the things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and the Gentiles, to whom now I send thee, to open their eyes. That's right. 
to turn him from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to that of God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins, which is work number one, and inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that is in me, which is work number two. What does sanctification do? It turns you from darkness to light. Is that a big enough change? Yeah. Yeah. Right change right. Does that change you? Yeah. Listen, holiness and sanctification is not a, a creed. It's just not a denomination. What are you? Oh, I'm just holiness. That ain't it. But sanctification is the way you become a child of God. You don't have any salvation without it. It is a new birth. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The new birth gives you a new nature. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, so also we shall bear the image of the heavenly. I bear the image of my father and mother. I carry their blood in my veins. I get all my characteristics from my father and mother, their sides, both sides of the family. But when I became crucified with Christ and I was buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we also should walk in newness of life. And I was born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Then I got a new nature. Now I'm a child of a king. What was written on that cross there? Jesus of Nazareth. The king of the Jews. The only way you, we thinking about, a, I inherited our mansion and, and our inheritance among them that are sanctified and all about that. The only way you can get any inheritance in anybody's family is to get in the family. I don't care how much inheritance Brother Hobbs going to leave his children. That don't affect me at all. I'm not in the Hobbs' family. But I'm a child of a king in God's family and if you want to inherit your mansion you got to get in the family and the way you get in the family is to get born into it and when you do you well if Jesus is going to be your elder brother you see the Holy Ghost is what came up overshadowed Mary and that thing that was born of her was called the Son of God and when that Holy Ghost gets to overshadowing you and that holy child is born and you become a new creature and old things pass away did you hear the Bible folks what the Bible says we just have to do there ain't a word an idle word in there not an idle word in there the Bible is what we're going by if we go if we go, we're going by the Bible. We're going to heaven by the Bible. People are going to hell by the Bible. The wicked shall be turned into hell with all nations that forget God. 
But oh, we've got a love for humanity. We want to point you to the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is a power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. I asked you to pray that I might open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. What is the mystery of the gospel? It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. We don't live it by ourselves, but unless we be born again and die out to sin, as I said, buried with him by baptism into death, we've got to die out to sin. Baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, we also should walk in newness of life. Now also, in Ephesians 4, four, five, and six. There is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The Bible is not the author of a dozen ways. The Bible is not a road map that tells you how you can go by uh, Fort Valley to get to Macon. Or how you can go by Warner Robbins to get to Macon. That's, that, ain't the, that ain't the way the Bible is. That you can go to heaven by the way of this denomination. Or you can go to heaven by the way of this one. But Jesus says, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm one of them. I am one of the ways. But he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So when he says there is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism. One baptism. When Christ, when John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, he began to say, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he saw many Sadducees and Pharisees come to his baptism. He says, ye generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee the wrath to come? Bring therefore fruit worthy of repentance. And think not to say within yourself, we have Abraham to our father. For God is able of these stones to raise up seed unto Abraham. And he says also now the axe is laid at the root of the tree. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And they are burned. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fat is in his hand and he'll thoroughly purge his floor and he'll gather his wheat into the garner but the chaff will he burn with unquenchable fire. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. Which one we want? I indeed baptize you with water, but there cometh one after me that's mightier than I, 
He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. If I got water and I got the Holy Ghost, I got two. John baptized with water. Saying there come one after him. So, as they come, as Jesus stepped out of that crowd, there in the wilderness of Judea, on the river Jordan, and he was baptizing different ones. Seemed like the way I read the Bible, the Spirit would fall on them and then go back, you know. But the prophecy was, on whom you see the Spirit, descend and remain. The same as the Son of God. So that, I don't know what there was about the looks of Jesus. Said when there was no, see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. I don't think he was handsome or but there was something striking about that man yes. as the different ones were baptized and that young man walked out. He's back, he says, I, uh, comest thou to me? said, I have need to be baptized of you. Yes. He said that before the Spirit descended. He said that before he baptized him. Never man looked like that man when he walked out there. Then he baptized him. And the spirit descended like a dove yes. and a boat on him. And there come a voice from heaven saying, This is our beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. He says, You know why Jesus answered him? He says, Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he suffered it. He fulfilled it. I can prove to you by the Bible if you believe the Bible. I find a lot of people don't believe the Bible. Do you know that? And the word preached don't profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that hurt. The only way I'm going to get any good out of it is having faith in it. When I hear it preached, I want to have some faith in it. I want to believe what it says. That's right. And so when he begins to tell me about these things, I want to do just what he says. So he says, suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. He says, if thou be not the Christ, people come to him, John the Baptist, and ask him in person. If thou be not the Christ, why baptize thou thee? He said, the one that said unto me, on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, the same said unto me, on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, is the one that baptized you with the Holy Ghost. Yes. And he says, and I knew him not, but that, I, but that he may be made manifest unto Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing him with water. Why? That he may be introduced to, e- to Israel. There never was a man any humbler than John the Baptist. You can read by there. Oh, they wanted to, they felt like he must be that prophet. He must be that wonderful man. Oh, no. I am not he. Oh, I'm just the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight in the desert a highway for the Lord. That's right. Just the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Yeah. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Lord. 
He went to introduce that man unto Israel. Well, Brother Joseph, I remember reading over there after the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost had already fallen. Even on Cornelius over there. Peter says, who can forbid water? That these should not be made, be baptized yeah. as well as we. Yeah. What you going to do about that? Yeah. Got you now. Well, you just stop reading too quick. Read the 11th chapter. Yeah. They called him over the cold about it, going down there to the uncircumcised and to the Gentiles, you know. And uh, uh, so he rehearsed the matter. He rehearsed the matter and expounded to them by order. And he started over again telling how he was in Joppa on the housetop praying, you know. And uh, so they told him that he was there. Says, then I remembered the words of the Lord, how he said, I indeed, uh, uh, John said, I indeed baptize you with water of, uh, under repentance, but she shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Yes. He remembered it. John himself, John the Baptist himself, said he would de decrease, but Christ would increase. You know what the decrease is? Now, I don't chop it right off like that, see. Degree, it gradually goes away. Yeah. And they did practice it a while. But let me read to you, my lovely brothers and sisters, what our dear old Word of God says. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. He's not talking about natural things, uh, uh, that which was not first, which was spiritual, but that which was natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual. There was a natural baptism, now there's a spiritual baptism. There was a natural circumcision, now there is a spiritual circumcision. There was a natural communion, they called it, uh, uh, drinking wine and eating crackers, uh, and calling it eating the body of Christ, drinking his blood. Now there's a spiritual. That's right. Yes, it is. It's spiritual. Except you eat the flesh of the Son of God and drink his blood, you have no life in you. How are you going to take communion? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. I like, he says, I am that bread of life. Boy, I like to eat from the bread, don't you? I like to eat his flesh and drink his blood as the spirit becomes down. Folks, that's spiritual. You know good and well we ain't taking hunks of his body. That's 
And you know just as well as you know you're sitting in those seats that a bunch of crackers you can buy uh, at some manufacturer's place is not the body of Christ. And, oh, and wine is not its blood. We got, we got good sense. We know better than that. It has to be spiritual, folks. And I love to do it. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye arisen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Catch this. I want you to catch the word. And I told you a lot of people don't believe the word, but let's, let's see what it says. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, that was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. What you talking about? I'm talking about all the ordinances. Which one? Any of them. Any of them. Folks, you can just, you can just baptize me by sprinkling my head. You could get a scrub brush and scrub my flesh until I was red, and it wouldn't clean my soul. It wouldn't touch my heart. It wouldn't change my nature. And folks, you ain't got no salvation or nothing like that. Right. Not a particle. Your soul's what's lost. Your, the reason your body commits the sins they do is because of the nature of sin in your heart. And unless you get something done to the inside, you're lost. Well, you know, well, everybody don't believe like that. Uh, if, so, if you just feel like you got to have it, or just be all right, just go and be baptized. Huh? That ain't right. Go wait. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, tell me. If you're dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are you subject to ordinances? You know what it says? Touch not. Taste not. Handle not. Which are all to perish with the using after the doctrines and commandments of men. Boy, you need your soul baptized. That's right. You don't need it sprinkled, you need it ducked up. You need to be saturated with it. With the Spirit of the living God. And if the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. I just believe in that. What is it, Yes, sir. Well, let me read you a little something. I'd like to help anybody that I can that believes the Bible. All I ask you to do is believe the Bible. Word of God. Now this I say unto you, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit 
the kingdom of God. That goes every way. I had a wonderful mother. You all know that knew her. Bless her heart. Before I got up here to read, I went out to the cemetery and sat down on a seat and looked at the tombstone of that dear old mother. But I caused many a heartache. All of you folks that know me from way back yonder knows how it was. I appreciate her. I appreciate those dear old prayers as we gathered around the family altar. And she said, Lord, bless our son. Bless our boy. For as I was, she was concerned, I was always her baby. I didn't mind her calling me her baby. But I went out there and meditated a little. I pray God that I'd have some of that spirit. I don't intend, I don't, I couldn't ever come up to the motherly love that she had. How you could go to her with your troubles and cry on her shoulders. She wouldn't go tell it on you. No, she'd help you. I can't begin to come up to that. I would love to. I would love to be like that. I'd love to be like that. Do the best I can, though, it would be in me. But I asked the Lord to give me that spirit. And as she prayed, she told me what I'd have to do. But because I'm her son, I'm going to get me in. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. I asked the Lord, like Paul did, to help me to open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Folks, your doctrine and your gospel and salvation is all one and the same. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. Yeah, a while ago they were singing, we are sounding forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. There wasn't no bugle. You think we're going to hear some fella get out like they do in Reveille, uh, in the army, and some little old toot and toot and toot. That ain't no trumpet. <laughs> Told Isaiah to lift up thy voice like a trumpet yeah. and show the house of David yeah. their sin. That's it. That's right. We're sounding forth the trumpet that yeah. don't never call retreat. Yeah. Ain't no retreat. No, no, it sounds it's go forward. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised, and we shall be changed for this corruptible. This one. This one. Not after I'm done buried. Some people think it comes through the cemetery, but Brother Robert always said it came through Jesus Christ our Lord. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, 
and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the sa saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God that gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'd like to mention a couple of scriptures. I believe that, I believe the Bible. And I hope every one of you believe the Bible. And also believe that Jesus himself, he says, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. I believe that. In the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians, and the 16th verse, Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet henceforth know we him no more. Is that plain enough? But now, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, and as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. The only place you can find in the Bible it says second time. How do you get salvation? We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and a belief of the truth. That's salvation. All right, then. We get rid of carnality by sanctification. We get the new birth. What is it? Sanctification. We get the resurrection. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Believest thou this? Well, if that was talking naturally, I'd just have to get me some of these everlasting stones if I could find them and decide I'm just going to be here all the rest of, all the time. Wouldn't I? I'd have to stay here. Whosoever liveth, I'm a living, and believeth in me shall never die. If that was naturally, I'd just have to make arrangements to just keep getting older and older and older all the time. But don't we all got sense enough to know better than that? He's talking about whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Never. So when we got sanctification, we got Christ, we got the resurrection. Yeah, that's right. Jesus says, yet a little while the world seeth me no more, but uh, ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come unto you. I will not leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. 
What? In the form of the covenant. Save God. So I'm glad we got it. We ha I haven't got time to preach anymore. My wife told me strictly not to take up too much time. I'm sorry. But you know what? I don't get a lick like this everywhere all the time. <laughs> I just like to I just like to have strength enough and well I tell you if we could break it up in about three different times, you know. Well, I'll tell you what I was preaching on. I was preaching on the gospel of salvation. Right, right, right. Yeah, what it sure took, was. and it incorporated the gospel. Yeah. And I don't believe just part of it is a gospel. Read if you do, if you think so. If you don't believe the 15th chapter of Corinthians is a gospel, read the first verse. Right. <laughs> read the first verse if you don't think it's a gospel. That's right. Well, it's a little bit hard, you know, to keep from getting someone that has already preached. You know, we get a lot of good sermons here. You know what? I have thoroughly enjoyed our folks' preaching. All of it. It's been good. And uh, we get a lots of scripture and a lot of territory covered. So we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard. I want to thank our folks for helping me in my hour of trial. I don't know what I'd do without our people. You mean so much. I had, it wouldn't have been much different if someone had brought me the news that one of my children had been run over and killed. You can imagine how you'd feel. So let us uh, thank God for his mercy. And I have other children that are out of the ark of safety. I think about your children. I love every one of them. They're dear, but how awful I would be to be separated throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. Just the separation from them, just being away from them would be terrible. But then to think of that lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Think about that place called hell where the rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torment in the flame. How awful I would feel to know they were there. But we love you all just like we love them. And we would like to see if there's anyone in this congregation that feels the need of prayer. If you knew that you wouldn't see the dawning of another day, if you knew that you would have to meet your maker, before the rising of another sun, you feel like that you would not be ready. How many in this congregation feels like they need prayer? Let's see you raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Don't be afraid to raise your hand. God bless you. Lord bless you. That feels the need of prayer. Lord help. Bless you. Lord bless your heart. We want to thank our people from Perry. We love you, and we kind of home folksy with you. We hear very often and meet you. We certainly glad to have you here. We want you to feel real welcome and feel like we love you. And I like to say to everyone that's here, we're glad you're here. Wherever you're from, how many in this congregation are here for the first time? Let's see you raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Lord bless you. Well, we are so glad to have you here. We sure are, and we want you to come often. We want to remember those in prayer 
that are out of the ark of safety. Now, how many will stand up and say, pray for me? God, laugh.